Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Talking About Walkers. I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, and I'm joined by my one and only co-host, the one and only Jen. Hey, <clears throat> quite an episode, quite an episode this week. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, this episode, and just for people to know, this is 123, episode 123 of our podcast, and we are covering um, the episode called What We Become, which was a Michonne-centric episode. It is billed as her last episode, and um, this episode is kind of a, partly a what-if episode, if you can say that. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, it, it, it's also the send off, the Michonne send off. That's so, what I just said. Yeah, we know we're not going to see her anymore, which is really, really sad. Uh, well, not really. <laughs> I mean, what says you. I don't think, I mean, I, I don't know. My attitude about it is, you know what? She's outgrown the show, I think. In a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah. you know, this is great. I mean, she can't be on the show forever, you know? So I'm not saying... On the show, I think. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, she wasn't great when she was on the show. It was. It's just that, you know, it's probably time for her to, to mosey uh, on to greener pastures. Yeah, from, from the actress's point of view, I think you're absolutely right. But it's sad for the fans because Michonne is... Whenever she is around, whenever she's involved in storylines, it it brings some much needed uh, both seriousness to the storylines and also uh, just a sense of uh, Michonne's storylines have always been so hopeful. <clears throat> so it feels a little it, it just feels sad to me that we're going to lose that because they've just always really centered on her as having uh, a bigger picture for a lot of things. And we know eventually we're going to lose Ezekiel. And like those things sort of make me sad. Uh, you know, the show itself is closing down, but, um, but it just makes me sad to see all of these things start to go. That's all. Wait, how do we know we're going to lose Ezekiel? I didn't. Well, I didn't... because it's got throat cancer. I mean, what are they going to do? Decapitate him? Oh, you're talking about the actor? <clears throat> No, well, we're talking about the character, right? Because Ezekiel has throat cancer. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think that they brought that up just to make it irrelevant. Right. Okay. So, I guess it ain't gonna be healed, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. My bad. Um, I don't know. I didn't. For some reason, my butt didn't even think about that. As in that regard. Um. Yeah. Shoot me. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> uh, see, I think about these things, okay, because because I oftentimes, especially with this show, I think because it's been on the air for so long, I I just have a uh, a complicated view, almost uh, a matrix kind of understanding. Understanding maybe is too broad a word, but I have a, a you know kind of a very complicated maze of thoughts about all of this stuff. <clears throat> because I realized that um, while the show, you know, it's got a, a finale date. Well, not a finale date, but, you know, we know that it is going to run a certain number of seasons. Um, that, and we know that things are starting to close down. But at the same time, there's still kind of, for me, a sense of, okay, well, all of these things are going to start happening in rapid order succession. And it's going to, 
get, I think, more and more sad. Although, you know, I'm super excited to talk a little bit later in the episode about how they closed the episode. So, you know, maybe there's not just all doom and gloom. Maybe there's good, bright spots on the way. Let's hope not. Uh, let's hope that uh, it's not just going to be gloom and doom. Well, it's Walking Dead. Of course it's going to be. I mean, it's a Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's kind of doom and gloom from the start. And do you know, the one thing that's pretty cool about this episode is uh, there were two actors on this episode from shows that I love. And uh, in the finale part, um, you know this, and I think I mentioned it a couple of times on shows, that I just finished the second season of Mr. Mercedes. And uh, the redhead lesbian chick from uh, Mr. Mercedes, mm-hmm. um, uh, her name escapes me. I'm so sorry. Uh, Linkletter is her last name on the character. I can't, Lou or something like that. I can't remember. She's the redhead at the end of, of with the black guy at the end right. of this episode, which is so funny that I just finished it and that dovetails right into this, you know? And I'm like, hey, that's her. When I saw her name in the credits at the beginning, I was like, oh, crap, you know? Like, you know, that was pretty cool. And then also the guy who plays Virgil uh, is on, was on the show um, The Leftovers. He, right. So, which is a great show. You know what? I know we have so much stuff to do. I, I low-key want to go back over to Leftovers. I feel like... To go back over what? I, I missed that. Go back over I low-key want to go back over to Left. I want an excuse to watch oh, it again. Oh, Leftovers, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure we got The Witch. We got a bunch of stuff to get to. But at some point, I would love to have an excuse to go back over that that series. Because I love that series so much. And yeah. um, I feel like I need to see it again. Like, and I'm not a watch it over kind of guy when it comes to a lot of TV shows and movies uh, besides like some of the classic stuff. But mm-hmm. when it comes to, for some reason, I want to watch, I do want to watch that show again. Uh, but anyway, that's me. So, and, uh, and just so that, you know, a little bit of breaking news uh, from the, from our side on the podcast side, Mm-hmm. Uh, AMC just announced that the April 12th uh, airing for the season finale is no longer going to be uh, happening. They apparently are having some issues with um, with post-production <clears throat> and they simply can't get everything together. And so they are now saying it's going to be a special release sometime later in the year they just don't have a date so the the whole announcement reads current events have unfortunately made it impossible to complete post-production of the walking dead season 10 finale so the current season will end with its 15th episode on sunday april 5th the planned finale will appear as a special episode later in the year oh wow so so we've got one more episode that we can watch and then the actual finale for this season season 10 will take place sometime later when nobody seems to be able to give a good fix on when i swear that coronavirus boy yeah Uh, it's definitely it's messing up everything isn't it i know man uh here 
uh, here it is right here. I just I looked it up and found that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Later this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully they'll get it together. Well, we'll we'll get a little uh, we'll get a little treat later in the year. So. And, and I know this is the Walking Dead podcast, but I I, I have to say something. Uh, give uh, kudos to another AMC thing, and that is the show Ride with Norman Reedus. It's a really mm. good show. If you haven't seen it, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Jen. I, I have actually. I it's mean, I haven't seen every good. episode, but I've seen me many. neither. I haven't seen every episode, but he. I, I saw the episode that with uh, Ryan Hurst on there. Mm, that and was exceptionally good. It was very good. I, I mean, I never not like the show. Like, I mean, like every time I watch it, it's always fun. It's uh, entertaining. Uh, right. I, I, it's just so cool. It's a cool show. And I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the adverts for it, I wasn't interested because I'm not a big uh, reality show, you know, uh, person. And I'm thinking, what is, what is this? You know, like at first. And. They the way they got me was he did an episode with Dave Chappelle, and I love Dave Chappelle, so I watched it, and um, and it was so good. I was like, oh well, I want to watch these shows. So, a lot of uh, Walking Dead people have been on there. Um, Stephen Yoon has been on there. Melissa McBride was just on there. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, right. Andrew Lincoln has been on there. Uh, he's very close. Uh, that is Norman Reedus, who's the host of the show, is very close with. Um, uh, Negan, um, Harry, Jan, uh, what's his name? Harry Dean, um, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. I was about to say Stanton. Who's a, a great <laughs> actor who's deceased. Uh, but, um, and he's been on there a couple of times. So. And, and also it, you know. <clears throat> Norman Reedus is not the same person as, I mean, I know I shouldn't have to say this, but honestly, Norman Reedus is not the same person as Daryl. So, you know, his, his engagement in, uh, in, in the series is, is, it's it's very interesting to see how he comports himself outside of The Walking Dead. And he's a really interesting guy. You know, he's actually got a lot of super interesting things to sort of... I don't know. You. Is he really that much different from Daryl, though? Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in some ways, okay, I'll give you that. In a lot of ways, that far off. <laughs> He has a very Daryl vibe. Way more intelligent, I think, than Daryl on the show is. Uh, Daryl's intelligent. He's like one of those rednecks that read. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he's definitely not like his brother. Uh, you know, so on the no, show, he's not. Merle, and they were both sure. on the show. Uh, him and um, and Merle himself. Uh, so right. So um, right. I didn't finish that one, but. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there. If if you've seen ads for it or whatever, and you're like, I don't know about it, I'm. I have to say, it's a great show. Uh, yeah, give it a chance. Definitely. All right, so we got that out of the way. So for those who's like, this is a Walking Dead show. Why are you talking about everything but Walking Dead? <laughs> it, it was also, if I could just make one more observation, it was also a, a phenomenal uh, Talking Dead episode afterwards where everybody was uh, at their own home or wherever they were uh, talking about the episode. And it, you know, even that was sort of an amazing um, departure, obviously, from what we normally see. But, you know, they managed to pull it together. And I got to say, the, the Walking Dead as a 
both fandom and community that they have some pretty sticky uh, cohesiveness is the best way I can say it. They, when they want something, they get it. So. I agree. I definitely agree. Okay. So, so, um, this episode is mostly Virgil, or at least in the, the first half of the episode is Virgil continuing, uh, to take, uh, Michonne to, the island uh, where right. where they him and his family is said to reside, and uh, of course you pretty much figure out it's not going to be like what he says it's going to be, and that doesn't disappoint. And one thing that I found myself as a viewer was wondering, you know, you know where this guy was coming from. Like I knew that there was some deception, but. I wasn't mm. quite sure how deep was the deception. I didn't think he was evil. I never thought he was evil, but I knew there was something off or not right with him. Uh, so I don't know. Before we get into what exactly it was, uh, what was your thoughts of Virgil um, leading up to when they did get to the island? What were you thinking about him? Well, you know, um, there's this great... Uh, I. I don't remember, and boy, I don't want to get it wrong if it was, but I think it was uh, Maya Angelou who had this, uh, the the saying that goes something like, <clears throat> when somebody shows you who they are, believe it, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, and, it was Maya Angelou. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, you know, I feel like we had plenty, plenty, plenty of advanced warning that Virgil was not a good person or at the very least, a very deceptive person. I mean, like they, you know, basically could have had klaxons in the background going off because that's how big the uh, warning signs were that things were not as they appear to be with him. And I never once really believed that Michonne was going to come back. Although I, I think I, you know, like had some kind of imaginary fantasy about, oh, how cool would it be if it if that ended the whisper? In a way, I'm actually kind of glad that it didn't. Um, but but I, I, someplace in the back of my mind, I always sort of believed that this was a, a, a wild goose chase, that it, this wasn't what was going to happen. No, and, I mean, oh, sorry. No, I mean, it was obvious. That was That part was obvious. But yeah. but I never thought that there was something telling me that he wasn't going to be like evil. Like it wasn't going to turn into where he's like this I, evil I, person. You no, know, I actually don't know if he was evil. I I I I, I don't think that No, 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 no. no wait, actually, wait, wait, wait. Let me oh, clarify what I'm saying. I'm not okay. saying what ultimately happened. I'm talking about your mind space going to that place. So what I'm saying is before we actually knew what he what he was, I mm-hmm. I um was thinking in my head it was obvious that he wasn't telling the truth there was something right. off but in but my thinking was I don't think he's going to turn out to be necessarily a bad person or someone necessarily with total evil intent but it kind gotcha. of a gray area which I feel like it turned out that that, that was the case but um I mean yeah, so I what was your mindset true. before we found out about Virgil. I, 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 I don't, I feel like I didn't trust him. I didn't trust him. Uh, I think for a number of reasons, one, because Judith didn't trust him. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, 
uh, always this big bellwether. Um, the the people that Judith seems to put her trust into or doesn't has it feels to me like that's the show announcing that that's what that is. And personally, just watching him, he just seemed creepy. Just yeah. really super creepy. Yeah, Virgil is definitely. Uh, uh, you got to think about it though. Living in that kind of headspace and being, you know, there for so long in this world, it'd be mm. kind of hard to be, you know, a regular. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. a regular guy. You know, so, uh, so you know, that's one thing that does make it kind of hard to judge certain people because it's like. I don't think I'm a regular guy, right? But I think if I lived that many years in that kind of world, you know, um, I think I would be kind of strange too. Yeah, and sometimes I I think that uh, the benefit that all of our groups in The Walking Dead have um, have a lot to do with being social. And I, you know, I hate to use our current situation, but you know, people have a hard time being away from each other just for a couple of days. And <clears throat> when you bring in this idea that these people, a lot of people have been isolated or on their own, both because, you know, people that they started out the this whole thing with died or because they, you know, just simply moved on um, without that being social part, it, it changes you. It turns you into perhaps something that you weren't. And I feel like, the character Morgan is such an excellent example of that where, you know, it takes being in a group to, uh, to reinvent who you are because when you're on your own, things happen. You being left to fend for yourself or just being left to your own devices in your head, you make up all kinds of things. And uh, you know, the Virgil character is so to me, it's actually one of the most heartbreaking characters I think that I've seen because because the, I do sort of understand on uh, a very meta level that losing your family, that there can't possibly be anything sort of worse than than knowing what he knew and still having to deal with it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, So we get to the island, we find out that the family's dead right for all intents right. and purposes and he says i promised i promised my wife that i'd bring flowers to her grave every day uh you know which is something that he says quite a bit um in this episode and of course michonne is very upset and then basically he pulls a whammy bammy on her and locks her up right right and then there's some psychedelic moments that happen, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, okay. So, Cause remember the beginning of the episode, I, I guess we kind of didn't mention this. They showed, they showed, um, they already started the, what if when they showed her sh choosing not to save Andrea's life in the beginning. That's right. That's right. And when I first saw that too, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, is this? Like, at first I was kind of thrown off. I was like, is this a flashback? <laughs> Are we on an alternate timeline? Yeah, it's a flashback or something. Like, at first I thought they were going to replay it. And then 
I was like, oh, no, they're going to actually, um, you know, wait. Oh, wait, she's dead. Whoa, what's going on here? And then I yeah. realized, oh, but then the what if part plays out even more where, you know, where Daryl passes her up on the street and then Negan comes and saves her and then she joins the group. And then I remember very vividly, I don't know if you were on the show at this point, us talking about how Rick's group murders all of, like, you know, so many of the governors, the governors, Negan's uh, people. And, you know, they were like serial killers, really. They went and kept murdering people. Yep. So in our mind space, we were like, well, you know, is he really that wrong for, I mean, in this world? You know what he did. Um, you know it's so brutal because we have a connection. Excuse me to the people that he killed, uh, Abraham and uh, Glenn. That it's like so brutal to us. But really, if you think about it, it pales in comparison to what they did to their group. You know, um, there's a, a great saying about history being written by uh, the victors, right? And that's how I feel like our, uh, necessarily, that's how our fiction is told to us. Our fiction is told to us by who we're supposed to be uh, rooting for as the protagonist. But The Walking Dead does a really good job of allowing us without sort of giving us or guiding us toward uh, the idea that the bad guys may not be, that basically the bad guys are everybody. We are the bad guys. It's just we are the people who gather together for the purpose that that we're going to say is the right purpose instead of those guys clearly are, you know, they're gathered together for the wrong person. Actually, no, they're all gathered together for the purpose of survival. So it's tough. It's extremely tough, you know, but it, that's the world that this is in, right? I, I, I was really glad... <laughs> just in a sort of selfish way. Really glad to see Andrea just back as any in any capacity and role. It brought back so many memories. Um, and the the Michonne thing, seeing Michonne in um, in the role of the antagonist, like you said, with Negan's group, made me also realize that you know. Negan has gone from being on one side to being on the other and how amazing is it that Negan himself that that The Walking Dead as a series has allowed Negan um, to straddle both worlds so effectively um, because none of the other characters are able to do that successfully so you know by showing us Michonne in that uh, in that role, it really does highlight how incredibly successful Negan has been. I, I, as much as this was about Michonne, I had some pretty deep thoughts about how far this whole Negan thing has come. Yeah. And, I, you know, a lot of people who had the biggest gripes against him are no longer around. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. And now with Michonne gone. Right. Yeah, that's it's it's quite interesting. It's I don't I, in terms of where Michonne has come from, from the very beginning, from the beginning that we actually sort of see her in where she's walking through the forest with her walkers, um, 
that to me was such a pivotal moment in the walking dead uh, i mean obviously you know it it comes right from the graphic novels and stuff but the way that they crafted uh michonne's character the way that they uh gave her a different breath of life is to me one of the most i think successful character arcs of the walking dead um you know having her be so tied in with uh with rick having the whole relationship with the kids um giving her kind of this role of you know hey uh i'm i want to see like a brand new constitution or bill of rights between uh all of the different communities just watching all of that and experiencing the ups and downs through Michonne's eyes. I honestly, she, I cannot think of a single time when Michonne was not relatable and likable. I just can't think of any time. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be different without her on the show. So, yeah. Yeah. Very. So is there any um, other things that you want to get to besides, you know, besides the, the very end part? And then we'll we'll focus well, on the end. <clears throat> I wanted to I, I I wanted to get your take about what you thought was happening with all of the uh, hallucinogenics going on. What do you think the point of showing us that material was? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Well, y- <sighs> there's things that Virgil says, right? And this is why I was so conflicted about what Virgil uh, was really about because in some ways it felt to me like you know Virgil was like trying to write some kind of wrong I, I, I don't I, well let, let me ask it to you that way then what did you think Virgil's uh, true intention was in having everybody be locked up Honestly, I I think that it's part of it is obviously that he was going through uh, a mental breakdown based on what was going on, you know, by losing his family that set him over very similar to to um, uh, Morgan. And I feel like he was maybe he felt like, you know, here in the island it makes you see things a different way and that mm-hmm. if he locks you up that it'll it'll give you an opportunity to to um experience that so do you think what was he trying to provide clarity to i i mean like uh, because because the one the one hesitation that i have about sort of embracing this episode for being which I, I think it actually was a very good episode but mm-hmm. my the one thing that I have a difficult time with here is is sort of getting to the bottom of um, of Virgil's true intent do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and I it's it's confusing to me because not because when he's on the island, I think 
that 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 couldn't have stood by itself but the hard part that i have with all of this is him bringing her to the island Mm -hmm. like what was the justification for that and did i miss something because in some ways i kind of feel like maybe i did um i i think that there's something uh there's something uh that he saw in her that he felt like this was going to be beneficial to her much like much like morgan with the clear thing see my understanding was that he brought Michonne to the island because he felt like he needed somebody stronger than he was to finally bring him closure with his wife, right? Right. Because his wife was still hanging and he wasn't able to do that. He couldn't bury his family. Right. Right. So I, and that, I feel like, you know, okay, that feels right. I could sort of understand that almost. What I don't then understand is surely he must have had some kind of plan in mind, or maybe he didn't, and maybe I'm just reading too much into that. But it feels like surely he must have had some plan in mind. Did he plan on doing all of this when he met her or when he convinced her to come with him? Um, I think that it was evolving. And that's kind of what happened, you know. Like it was one of those things that where it evolved, and then it ended up. That's what it where we ended up at with him. Hmm. It's it. it I I found it a little bit uh, fascinating that the first ghost that she sees is Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was uh, that about? Uh, well, I mean, d- d- are we are we assuming that Michonne feels a, a deeper guilt? Sadiq's death probably yeah I don't know I there was some I, I feel like there was a lot of ambiguity in this episode and perhaps very specifically it was done to sort of throw us off of uh, what the normal course of events might have been and in some ways I you know, forgive me for saying this. I know the writers do the very best that they can, but I think that the, that Michonne's leaving the show opened uh, a doorway that needed to kind of have something cross through it, which hadn't been planned on before. So they used what they had started out with to be one story and it ended up being another story instead. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because this, feel as well thought out to me as even some of the you know thinnest of the walking dead stories it just felt really um not bad don't get me wrong it's not bad it's just it just lacks any depth sort of in it and the what depth i felt like was in it was not really what it needed to be about and so i'm i don't know it was a great send-off for michonne um but I just feel like it was kind of like thrown together a little bit differently than maybe they originally intended. I did really like the idea <clears throat> when she uh, goes onto the boat, you know, okay, well, the boat washed up. Clearly that boat did not wash up. I mean, that boat is moored. So th- that's not, if you've ever seen a boat wash up, it washes up on the shore. It does not wash up neatly in the, in the harbor. Right. So 
it was left there, not it was it washed up in uh, on the on the shore itself. Um, and when she finds uh, the phone, the that to me also felt like uh, okay, I see where you guys are going with this, but wow, it felt really uh, what's a good word? Um, uh, not Deus Ex Machina, but you know, very like all of the how incredibly convenient that all these things come together at exactly this time. I, I know they needed to do it in, in sort of this way, but wow, it was just really, it was a little bit uh, almost cartoony to me. Yeah. And you know, the whole Rick and Michonne thing was never really believable. And like, I don't know, and it always felt like she was more into him than vice versa. Mm. Because remember how it happened was he, he was all into the blonde girl, and then she died, and then all of a sudden he's, you know, he's like, it's almost like he fell into Michonne, you know what I mean? So um, this whole Rick and Michonne love thing never worked, in my yeah. And it was very yeah. awkward, too. It just... It it wasn't a good thing, but and then we're supposed to believe that they had this deep love for each other or whatever. Um, I you know my thing is if you're gonna put two characters that were on the show for so long on the, together, you should there and then really make it like they really had a thing. Like you had time to build up to that instead of just haphazardly. You know, I, I never, I didn't think that was, um, I didn't think they did a great job with that. And I never bought it at all. Honestly, it, it seemed like some stuff they threw together, you know, but. You, you yeah. know, uh, it, it, it works for me in the context of, not Michelle and Rick, but it works for me in the context of the two of them have an incredible bond through Judith and, uh, and what's his name? Um, but it doesn't work for me in the sense that the two of them have some kind of, uh, you know, timeless bond and passion that brings them together from worlds apart. Because we've never, as at least, I, I think you're right. I mean, I know that they've tried to make that be a part of, uh, you know, here, make this believable because we say it's believable. But I've never really seen the characters on screen exchange the kind of uh, passion even that even even that Carol and Ezekiel have. And that to me is not a, a super awesome relationship either, but it is far more believable than the Rick and Michonne one. Now, I could also see that Michonne is inspired by the idea that Rick is alive somewhere because that means that there was an intent behind taking him or, you know, him being someplace else. And the reason that that's important is because it also signifies that there are other people out there, you know. I mean, I'm sure that the group knows that there, and Michonne knows that there are other groups, but the idea that there is something bigger happening that to me might be a good reason for Michonne to go off and explore. And, you know, we've seen several of those kinds of storylines in Fear the Walking Dead. 
And it works very successfully because, you know, you're always looking for groups of humanity that are going to be strong and solid and give you a good chance of survival. So I could see it from that end, but I really dislike the idea of hinging it all on this epic love story or, and, and possibly if we suspend that for a second and just think about Michonne going off and doing this for Judith, it might help. It might be a little bit of a solve because I can see that she would go and do this for Judith. I, that's the only thing that I could come up with at the end. Ezekiel and, and Carol made more sense in this regard. There was a courtship. There was a building mm. up to it. Whereas, right. you know, with this, with this, it's just, you know, it's just like, it didn't make, it, it, and I, I honestly, I thought it was disrespectful to the Michonne character, the way that it kind of happened, you know, like, I felt like her character deserved better than that. And Well, it, it, it kind of felt like it was just what? two alpha characters, right? No, it, it felt no? like, not to me, it felt like, it felt like she was just something to do. Oh, like, you mean from from Rick's perspective, right? And, and because, yeah. and especially being that he was really remember him and the blonde chick. I forgot who what her name was. Uh, like there was a build up to it. You know what I'm saying? There was a courtship. There's a flirtation, and right. you know what I'm saying. And then they hooked up, right? So when they hooked up, it felt more real. You know, for both. And then she dies and then they just jump ahead and it's like, oh, they're together. And it's like, huh? Like, if anything, her character should have been the opposite where that should have been a, a thing, you know? And that's what what I'm just saying. And I, Hollywood has a, a, a bad habit of ruining good female characters by making them the girlfriend. You know, yeah. like, oh, God, yes. and, and, and and there's nothing wrong with being the girlfriend or the wife, obviously, but it's just they Hollywood tends to have a they don't know how to make someone the girlfriend or the wife a lot of times and then make still have them maintain, you know, what makes them great as a character. You know, what I mean, uh, right. and so. I don't know, but anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, uh, harp on that. Uh, well, that that is something that I, I have to say that as we get to the close of Michonne's story, that is something that again that I think is is kind of sad. Michonne has been on her own now for almost all of this season, and it has to me felt like she finally had sort of come into her own, not needing to have a male character at her beck and call, not needing to have, you know, uh, well, we got to hurry up and settle all of these single characters into a romance and all of that. Michonne didn't have that. And I, I actually like that because I, 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 that's part of, that's part of a walking dead trope that is really tired and old, which is any single character of their, of worth has to somehow immediately launch into a relationship with another character because that's the only way that they can find their own worth in the group. And I hate that. I just absolutely hate it. Yeah. Okay. So what are we to think of the, the end of this episode? Uh, now I know it's supposed to be a send off and everything, but uh, what do you think 
you know, seeing the battalion or whatever. And yeah, battalions. Battalions, right. Uh, since this is her send-off, does that mean that this dies with, you know, like we never find out uh, what's going on there? Because this, this was her last episode, right? Right, yeah. So this is just, oh, we see it and then that's it. And my girl from Mr. Mercedes, this is the, that was the only episode she was going to be in? I, I the, you know, see, that I don't know. Uh, because it is very possible that Michonne's that Michonne's uh, uh, participation with this group will exist and we won't see it, but then we will get a recap from other people who are in this group and they will impart what happened with Michonne to whoever it is. And then that will allow for us to to sort of have that meetup. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we don't actually need Michonne in uh, in the uh, in the story in order to continue the story, because I think that 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 group that is walking now, um, I think it actually is important, and I think it's important to the group because we know that the group can no longer stay where they are. First of all, Hilltop is gone. Um, you know, we know that the the only places that are left now are what Oceanside and uh, Alexandria, and we don't really have a good resolution. Even though Alpha isn't a problem, the Whisperers are still around, so it's not like you know that has completely ended. And I I feel like what happened at the end of this episode is sort of a precursor to a teaser that will happen in the season finale. Mm. That's what I think. I don't know for sure, though. I, I feel like I because we also have Eugene out there uh, heading for Charleston and Charleston is actually a part of uh, of the Walking Dead graphic novel. So but I don't know. I, I guess it, it's going to kind of depend where they go, what they do. Maybe those maybe those other people are heading for Charleston. I don't know. Yeah, well, what do you think? I don't know. That's why I was asking you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like part of me was like, oh, this is cool. And, but then I'm like, but if this is her last episode, that means we're not going to get what's going on with the whole military thing. And I, you know, and I, I haven't read the comic book in so long, so I don't even know where they're really at. So this is, this will be all hundred percent new for me. So, you know, don't, don't forget that the people that were at the end, they were dressed up a lot like uh, a lot like the, uh, you know, the, the pioneer guys mm-hmm. in in that episode where uh, two episodes where they were around and kind of helping out mm-hmm. uh, back when, you know, King Ezekiel was still a King Ezekiel in the kingdom. Um, and so maybe they're part of that group because they were dressed just like that. Yeah. I don't know. Your guess is good as mine. It I think it, it it there's still some intrigue left to The Walking Dead. It's it's it it's you can feel the gears are grinding down. But there I feel like there is still a level of intrigue left to the story. Maybe that's just, you know, me being an eternal optimist. But I do I, I still appreciate where the story has come from and where there are opportunities for it to go. I'm still very intrigued by 
what happened between Carol and Negan um, and what that might portend. And then what basically or how they either wrap up or deal with the whisperers that are still around. Because even though they've gotten rid of the horde, it's not like they've gotten rid of the whisperers. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's still a thing. It is. Indeed it is. All right. So we shall find out uh, next week, hopefully. Uh, and then that'll be the last one for quite some time until we until they can get the season finale up and running. Yes. So how can we get you in social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one, and you can check out my websites at movies, make the com and studio com. And you can get me at Kente F on Twitter Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. And as I said, we will be back uh, next week with an all new episode. You guys stay safe and God bless you. <laughs>